Good morning. Our gathering words for today are from Elizabeth M. Strong, Meditation on Winter Celebrations. We are in the midst of this season of celebration, celebrations of the birth of new hope, of the festival of lights, of the triumph of freedom. The darkness of the year is lifting and the time of light grows longer. We have gathered with an anticipation of hope for peace on earth and in our homes. We have gathered in this season of celebrations seeking comfort to soften the pain and the losses our lives have suffered in the fast retreating year. We have gathered to worship joyfully within this season of celebrations with the tenderness and love of family and friends around us. Let us be embraced by the strength and power of this sacred space that we each bring as we create this beloved community. Let joy and sorrow join in the fullness of our living. Let the power and strength we embody join us together as we move through the seasons of celebration into a new year with a new vision for hope and peace on earth. Let us be silent together. Good morning. So today our story is adapted from a, a, a book by Patricia Polacco, The Tree of the Dancing Goats. It is an interfaith story that embraces both the spirit of Christmas and the spirit of Hanukkah. And so we will be weaving that with us today throughout. Children, you're invited to be up front, to have your activity bags, to help make paper chains. We just hope that everybody feels comfortable and takes care of your needs. Get up and move, dance when you feel like dancing. That's what it's, it's all about today. And so, are you ready for a story? All right. <laughs> At our farm, just outside Union City, Michigan, we didn't celebrate the same holidays as most of our neighbors, but we shared their delight in anticipation of them just the same. Such cold this winter brings. My bones, it makes me ache. Then she caught my eye and winked. She wasn't fooling me. I knew how much she loved the snow. It reminded her of her homeland in Ukraine. Carla, again you complain. But still you watch the snow with such light in your eyes. Mm. My grandfather was from Soviet Georgia, way to the south of Russia. He and Babushka spoke Russian and had wonderful accents. They kept their homelands and their hearts, even though they would not be permitted to return. Mama's home! Mama drove all the way to Battle Creek every day to teach school, but she'll now but she will now be off for two weeks because of the holiday season. I love having her home for the winter vacation. This year, we would have a week together to prepare and then eight days of Hanukkah festivities. <clears throat> the next day, Mama took out our old tarnished menorah and asked me to polish it. 
While I rubbed, I watched my grandmother make the candles that we put in it. Babushka tied long strings to a metal rod and dipped them in a pot of melted beeswax that she kept on the stove. Then she hung the wax-covered strings on the wall to dry before dipping them again to add another layer of wax. She hummed as she dipped, never seeming to tire of the long process. Grandpa prepared for our festival of lights as well. He carved small toys out of wood. Richard and I weren't supposed to know he was making them for us, but he did every year. Then in the afternoon, when he went to town, we couldn't help sneaking into his workroom to take a peek. Look, a dancing goat. I like this one. <laughs> Grandpa had painted the animals with colors from his homeland. We marveled at how magical they all were. Do you think you made enough for all eight days of Hanukkah? You know he has. I took one lasting look, knowing that soon Grandpa would wrap them up in colored paper. We thought she had caught us spying, but she only wanted me to go over to the Kremels for some cornmeal. The Kremels, our nearest neighbors, lived half a mile down the road. They were farmers, like us, and at harvest time, Mr. Kremel always helped Grandpa. All the neighbors helped each other that way. Friendship means something, especially for those who till the soil. I practically lived at the Kremel's house because Cherry Kremel was my very best friend. We especially loved the holiday season. I watched her family decorate the Christmas tree, and she watched my family light our menorah. I knew as we were bustling in the anticipation of the Festival of Lights at our house, the Kremel's would be preparing for the arrival of Christmas at theirs. I invite Leslie to join us in singing Hanukkah. <laughs> oh, Hanukkah. <clears throat> Hanukkah, oh, Hanukkah, come light the menorah. Let's have a party, we'll all dance the horror. Gather round the table, we'll give you a treat. Dreidels to play with and latkes to eat. And while we are playing, the candles are burning low. One for each night, they shed a sweet light to remind us of days long ago. One for each night, they shed a sweet light to remind us of days long ago. But when I got there, I found everybody was quite sick, even Charlie, who is usually full of spitzerinko, as my babushka would say. He was quite, uh, 
quiet and weak. <laughs> I hope Santa will remember where we live. Well, why wouldn't he? Because we haven't put up a tree this year, or even decorated. Papa is too sick to get out of bed and go chop one down. <clears throat> I ran home and burst into our house with news about, about Charlie and his family. Mama seemed very worried. Did you go inside their house, Trisha? Of course. Uh-oh. They all looked at each other. When your grandfather was in town today, Dr. Leach told him that many families around here have come down with scarlet fever. The Kremls must have it, and I sent you there. Mama told me to hurry to the shower and get into fresh clothes. Am I going to get it, Mama? It's very contagious. We'll know in a few days. Am I going to die? Oh, no, but if you have it, it will make you quite sick. For the next few days, my family watched me carefully. As the days passed, it was evident that I was not going to get sick. But more and more reports came to us of neighbors falling ill. The Everests, the Goblocks, the Tundervals, the Molesky's. It was an epidemic. We were all worried about our friends. But Babushka was determined that our Festival of Lights would go on as planned. On the afternoon before Hanukkah, she bustled around her kitchen. <laughs> Such lakas I'll make this year. I shredded them with great care. They had to be just right for my Babushka's latkes. Mama and Babushka dressed down two chickens for roasting and put them in the oven. And Sarah, you're just in time. Just as the aroma of the wonderful feast met our nostrils, the sun set and it was time to light the menorah. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech haolam she'asanisim lavoteinu bayamim ha'en ba'azman ha'zeh baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech haolam 
Shahiyanu, the Kiamanu, the Hikianu, Lazman Tonight we are celebrating miracles the miracle that a very small band of Jewish farmers turned soldiers could defeat a huge Syrian army. Were they really farmers before they were soldiers? Simple farmers, just like us. They were fighting so that they could worship in their own way. Then there was the miracle of light. One little tiny drop of oil burned in the temple for eight days. Such a miracle. Miracles can happen even today. <laughs> After dinner, Grandpa handed us the first of our beautifully wrapped presents. He looked troubled, though. You know, our neighbors are having such a hard time. And this should be a time of gladness for them. If only we could do something to make their holiday special. They always bring a tree into their house. Only in America does a tree grow right out of the living room floor. <laughs> Carla, we should cut down trees and take them into their houses. I'll cut them tonight. You can help, Richard. And we can dress down more chickens and take them food. Mom and I can decorate the trees. But this is not our custom. We have nothing to decorate the trees with. What about the carvings? They both looked at me. What do you think? They have no way of making their children happy this year. At first, I was a little disappointed, but then as I thought about it, I knew it was the right thing to do. Our neighbors needed cheering, and we were just about the only ones who didn't have the fever. Grandpa and Richard brought the cut trees into our living room. We put them in small cans and wrapped them with burlap. They were very small trees. Grandpa had only taken the tops off our evergreens, but they were beautiful. And when they were all standing in the living room, it looked like a forest. Just like the woods just outside of Kiev when I was a little girl. Grandpa started hanging some of his wooden animals on the branches of a tree. A dancing goat. We shall call these the trees of the dancing goats. We made sure to hang a dancing goat on each and every tree. As we decorated the trees, we sang and laughed. The single candle in the menorah flickered as we rushed past it to reach another carved animal or to paste together paper chains to hang on the trees. <laughs> we all worked into the night. 
While Grandpa Richard and I finished decorating, Babushka and Mama roasted more chickens and fried more potato latkes. They packed the food and baskets, and in each one, Babushka put one of her homemade Hanukkah candles. So they will have the light of God in their hearts and so that God will protect them and make them well again. We loaded grandpa's old Ford with the trees and the food baskets and sent Babushka and grandpa into the early light of dawn with their Christmas cheer. We waited eagerly for the return later that morning. We thrilled when Babushka and Grandpa told of how they entered the home of each neighbor, set up a tree in the living room, put the basket of food on the table, and then put a candle in a holder for them to light later. Mama was a little worried that they had been exposed to the fever. I have fared much worse. God will protect me. This I know. A week later, the eight days of Hanukkah had come and gone, and we sat down to have our last feast. Now, who could that be? It was the Kremels, <laughs> Charlie and his dad. They looked pale, but assured us that they were quite well now. We made something for you. <gasps> Look what my father made you. He pulled out a menorah that Mr. Kreml had carved out of wood. On it, he had mounted some of the animals we had given them. How beautiful. Thank you very much. Come join us. You are so welcome. I am glad to be here with you. I don't know why my voice is like yours. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> They shared our feast, and by this time, our menorah had been lit for an hour or so. And when we lit the candles on the new menorah, Look, our old candles are exactly as tall as the new ones. The old ones don't even look burned down. Another miracle. A miracle indeed. Then we all got up and danced and laughed together in the flickering candlelight. Our neighbors all recovered from that terrible fever. <laughs> they were left with a long cherished memory of that Christmas when Santa really did come. And my family too has never forgotten that incredible winter of the fever, the miracle of true friendship and the trees of the dancing goats. The chalice is extinguished. The light goes with us into the world. We light the Hanukkah candles in wonder, joy, and gratitude, each candle a miracle. When the holy temple was rededicated at the time of the Maccabean liberation battle, 
Only one day's worth of oil remained, yet it burned for eight days, so we light the candles in remembrance. We rededicate ourselves to the miracle of light in a season of darkness, to the miracle of trust in a time of anxiety, to the miracle of hope in a time of despair, to the miracle of faith in a time of cynicism. We rededicate ourselves to the miracle of wholeness in a time of fracture, to the miracle of courage in a time of fear, to the miracle of resistance in a time of oppression, to the miracle of peace in a time of violence. And in a time of hatred, we rededicate ourselves to the miracle of love. <laughs>